0: The presence of F-35s in Vermont has led to concern for wildlife and human safety since the day they landed in Burlington International Airport in April of 2019. So much so that on Town Meeting Day 2021, the city of Winooski held a vote that was approved 723 to 354 that will halt training flights of F-35s over densely populated areas. However, This measure doesn't get rid of F-35s entirely, and the opposition is still fighting to remove what they believe to be environmentally harmful fighter jets. Retired Air Force Colonel and former South Burlington City Councilor Roseanne Greco, who has been a part of anti-F-35 movements like Save Our Skies Vermont, has a unique perspective on the technical aspects of the F-35s that lead to environmental problems.
1: The F-35 is a technological disaster with or without nuclear weapons. And one of the things that the Air Force had said early on when they put out their environmental impact statement was the danger of a crash. And because it's a brand new weapon system, aircraft, military aircraft, it is prone to crash more, you know, in, in its early years. And that was very concerning because normally... The Air Force puts their newest aircraft at Air Force bases, uh, and they're tested at remote locations, and they're put at an Air Force base initially. The brand new aircraft that are still, the bugs still have to be worked out. And let me tell you, there are a lot of bugs on the F-35. One of the articles I read just the other day, they refer to it as a hangar queen. That means it spends more time in the hangar than it does flying because it's got so many problems uh, for it that is very concerning just a, just considering it's a new aircraft you know uh, it has all kinds of toxic materials that make up the composition of its fuselage then it has a stealth coating overlaying that that's incredibly dangerous not only if it were to catch fire i mean that's actually it did kill some people similar chemicals did kill some people in the past when they were burned but also you you might be concerned about the runoff when they wash the plane down and have to reapply these chemical coatings. It's to make it, you know, radar transparent, so the radar bunch bounces off, so it can't be seen on radars. But those toxins are there as well. So there's a concern if it were to crash, just the fact of it burning could be really bad, depending on how the wind blows. You know, you don't know how far, how many miles away it could uh, carry the toxins. It's sort of like you think of it like asbestos, you know, you don't want to inhale asbestos, that kind of stuff. It could, um, you know, kill you.
0: This isn't just a problem for the health of wildlife and the environment, but for the health and human rights of Vermont residents as
1: well. The other thing that happens all the time, though, is that the noise this produces is happening every, well, Tuesdays through Fridays and the first weekend of the month, and sometimes when they want to fly in the nighttime, over and over and over again. And one of the things that the Air Force disclosed uh, in their report was it's the cumulative effect of this noise that has the potential to cause lasting damage to human health, to children's health, and to children's ability to learn. That's going on right now.
0: The types of issues that come with noise pollution are also just as important to Vermont patent lawyer and human rights activist, James Leese
2: For the F-35, the noise level, we measured it. One of our sound engineers went out and with a calibrated recording sound meter he measured the noise level at various locations and he got 124 decibels in south burlington within sight of pizza hut so that's near the end of the runway and he measured about 115 decibels near the post office in winooski and he measured a lot of other places so it's it's very noisy at at that level of you only have a, i think it's a few seconds of duration before you can, can get hearing damage. At 130 decibels, it's a fraction of a second. The Air Force says at 130 decibels, that's loud enough so you'll get immediate and permanent hearing damage. That doesn't mean you're deaf. That means it, you'll never get the level of hearing acuity that you had before. Why do we have F-35 jets intermingled with cities right in the middle of a city? South Burlington? In, the, in one of the most densely populated neighborhoods, the Chamberlain School neighborhood. Five, 800 yards from the runway is the Chamberlain School, preschool through fifth grade. There are 550 kids. How do you do that? How do you put F-35 jets so close to children? They're playing outdoors in the playground. What is that?
0: Lease also advocates for a variety of solutions for common F-35 issues
2: they have many alternatives one thing they could do is move it to an unpopulated area like the marines did right why are the marines so smart and the vermonters aren't what is there about the marines that they knew to do their practice over a desert why can't vermont say yeah good idea let's do that too let's find an airport there you know there are 18 airports in vermont already and you can build more nothing stops them from putting up a new airport it's not that hard and a lot of tourists come into this airport and the last place you want to be is outdoors on airport grounds when the F- f-35 is taking off because that's the loudest place there is is right on airport grounds so we've been advocating that the airport should put up warning signs just like you get on your cigarette or on your beer a warning it should be a warning and there should be the provision of hearing protection so that if you go in a, if you go if you're going out to your airplane you're properly protected in case the f-35 happens to be taking off
0: The damage that Lee describes is further explored from a mental health perspective in the 12-minute documentary *Jetline: Voicemails from the Flight Path* by Vermont filmmakers Dwayne Peterson III and Patrick McCormick. In the documentary, they display voicemails taken from Vermont residents affected by F-35s. In an interview with the two, they describe the voices they captured and the purpose for creating
1: the film.
3: You know, some of the voicemails that really struck me you know in the most intense way were the ones that where people were were expressing desperation or you know this this sense of powerlessness that they didn't have the ability to control this aspect of their lives and it was really something that a lot of people described as deeply disturbing uh, and even harmful. People described physical pain and the inability to do anything about it you know they had people had described calling the Air Force calling the National Guard calling uh, and writing letters to the Burlington International Airport to no avail uh, you know by all indications there is no public uh, record of the complaints that have been made about the f-35s and so we really wanted to kind of fill that void and provide a space for these voices but yeah I mean there were people who 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 sounded like they were on on their last legs like they had they had tried everything.
4: Frankly, the way a lot of people, to borrow, you know, not, not just my own perspective but others, the way a lot of people feel about the military-industrial complex is that it is a, a, an, a, you know, an oppressive and massive entity that is also loaded with private business. And you know, it's, it's, it's. There's nothing patriotic about aligning your identity with this massive weapons manufacturer. And it's really not what the the sort of ideals. You know, if we're talking American patriotism, the ideals that this country were, were founded on, I would say, are actually the exact opposite of that. And by, you know, democratizing this type of feedback, uh, having a collective method for articulating citizen experience and opinion is actually qu- quite a bit patriotic. I mean, just by definition
3: if we had made a documentary that we we narrated and we brought in all kinds of experts and presented graphs and, you know, animations and, you know, all kinds of fancy things. I don't, I don't think that would have been as effective because I don't think, I don't think that numbers really make sense to people in the same way that lived experiences do, especially when you get to hear it straight from the person with the experience. I think that there's a really unique kind of quality to that. I think that this is a warning. Uh, We are trying to share with other people in other communities what, is at stake and what the F-35s, what it feels like to live underneath F-35s.
0: With how many Chittenden County citizens that oppose the F-35s, whether that be expressed in the ballot box or through voicemails, it may seem like there is little support for the F-35s. However, the support from what the opposition would describe as uninformed people and powerful politicians cannot be overlooked.
1: Many people are still falsely equating support for the F-35 with some sense that that is somehow a patriotic thing to do. Or if you don't support the weapon system, you don't support the women and men of the Guard or the military, or you don't support national defense, all of that are myths. Uh, But I think a lot of uninformed people buy into that and equate opposition to the F-35 as opposition to, you know, military members.
2: Militarization is being foisted on a very progressive state and primarily by our senior senator, uh, Patrick Leahy, and also by Senator Sanders and Congressman Welch. They worked together with the governor and the mayor of Burlington, who played a primary role in this, to bring the F-35 to Vermont.
1: This thing can be stopped. This plane can be removed from Burlington and another plane could be based here to replace it. That is a plane that is compatible with a residential neighborhood, like a cargo aircraft that does not produce the decibel levels. They're like commercial aircraft, right? Other states have been shown compassion to their people and have told the Air Force, and either governors or senators of the state have done that and said, we no longer want a fighter aircraft stationed in our neighborhoods. Either the neighborhoods have expanded, or there are more people living there, and the Air Force has replaced them with a quieter aircraft. Or, in some cases, they they um, moved away from aircraft altogether and had their guard do what's really needed, which is cybersecurity. <laughs> That's the thing that could happen if only one of our senators had the courage to do that and to speak up for the people. They have the power. They have chosen the plane over the people, but they could save us. They could save the 7,000 people living in that dangerous noise zone.
0: The support for the F-35s by influential Vermont politicians like Senator Sanders and Leahy makes the grassroots goals of the opposition difficult. But with ballot measures like those in Winooski, there is still potential for their goals to gain more attention and succeed. I'm your host, Connor Adams, and thank you for listening to Local Wire. Special thanks to all the guests involved for speaking with us about the F 35s. You can hear more Vermont stories by checking out Local Wire wherever you get your podcasts.